Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Okay. All right. This is our first time dual preaching or co-preaching or bi-preaching. I don't know. What's the right terminology there? Anyway, we're going we're gonna to try this. I, I, I really like to change things up. Um, because, I don't know, I just felt like you learn better when you don't get in certain ruts and learning and stuff. And some people learn really well differently. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, we're going to talk about, um, well, we've, we've been talking about honor and stuff a lot lately. How many of you guys have, have really loved learning about honor? How many feel like that's, that's been upgrading your, your, your family life, your home life, your work life? Listen, the kingdom of heaven will upgrade every area of your life. Okay, when we talk about the kingdom of heaven, it's not just for when I talk to Christians, it's not just for church time. Uh, I promise you the kingdom of heaven works in every area of society. Um, and and it just, it's how abundant life happens. Um, but we're going to talk today about honor in confrontation. Everybody say, yay. yay. <laughs> Something you should know about me, I, I actually don't love confrontation. A lot, of, a lot of people don't love confrontation. It feels scary. Um, but I've actually really learned the power and the value of, of talking to people when, when things don't get fun. And I'm so in love with, with the result of that. So do you want to share a little bit too? Yeah, if you've been with us, um, you probably know some of the three things that we try and focus on, um, our mission statement or vision statement, whatever you want to call it. We're just, they're God statements for us, but um, is, is uh, encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming culture with the love of Jesus. And so today, we really felt like the two area, areas of um, empowering people and transforming culture with the love of Jesus had a lot to do uh, with our communication. And I believe that this is specifically um, something that, that believers truly have to understand how to do in order to transform culture in order to transform your family life, in order to transform your relationships around you. Um, and if you didn't grow up in the church or if you grew up with people who didn't know how to communicate well in confrontation, how to honor well in disagreements or conversations, you're probably just doing the best you can. And I'm right there with you. I didn't, I didn't grow up having the best communication skills when it came to um, having to confront issues and so because I'm a direct person, because my personality is, um, is very urgent, um, I, had a, I had to learn a lot of things along the way. And I'm still working on it. And so this morning, our goal is um, that you would be able to take away something special that is going to allow you, one, to feel like a powerful person, um, a healthy communicator, and, and able to transform uh, the atmosphere around you. Um, so I highly encourage, if you're a note taker, take some notes, write some things down. We're going to give you extra resources at the end of service if you just want to go deeper with what it looks like to communicate in a healthy way. And um, we have some fun interactive pieces for y'all this morning. So we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good time. We're going to do a little um, skit role-playing-ish to give you good context and verbiage around how to have really healthy, brave communication. So I want to have a, um, start with a quick testimony that I didn't know actually was going to happen. Carmel, come on up. This is Carmel. Just come on, honor this amazing woman. Whew. 
she shared a testimony this morning, um, which I thought was just brilliant. I thought it would actually lay a really cool foundation and direction for where we're going to go. Thank you. Um, I'm actually one of those really weird people that doesn't mind confrontation. <laughs> so that, I know there's a few of you in the room. Not many. But um, I actually don't like it, though, outside of a culture where there's kind of been a grid created for it or some rules or guidelines. And I go to UCLA. And we had an interesting project that I was a part of that was due this week. And a team member who misunderstood communication that someone else sent out in the group, but decided to direct on all sorts of public forums, very rude and passive aggressive comments towards me. This was going on all week and it was kind of building up. I was like, I know I need to confront him. I don't want to confront him. I don't like, <laughs> I'm not sure how he's going to take it. It's probably going to blow up. Then I'm going to have to go to the professor and this is going to be an ugly mess. I just, I don't want to. Um, and God was really talking to me. He's like, you know, Carmel, like he's reacting out of insecurity and he really just needs you to confront him in love. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, just so different than him and he's not going to understand it. He doesn't have a grid for love. And God was like, all day, Carmel, confront him in love, confront him in love, confront him in love. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, so I end up having the meeting at four. He sits down and he's all like just stiff and I, uh, I turned to him I'm like I'm gonna be really honest with you like those messages hurt me so badly and for me that was really hard because I don't like admitting when I'm hurt I'm kind of an independent person so I'd rather just be like hey that was not okay <laughs> you need to take those down but God just really challenged me to go in there with love and I was able to listen to him and he kind of yelled at me for for about 15 minutes which was great it was just very, very hurting. And as I was sitting there, I felt Holy Spirit saying, Carmel, just listen, Carmel, just listen. So I listened, and then he finished, and again I said, you know, so-and-so, my intent was never to exclude you. In fact, I really think you have something valuable to give to this group, and I really, really, really need you to be a part of what we're doing. And it was like, in that second, you could just see all the walls crumble. And he was like, I'm sorry for being a bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> and you know, like, it, it just, God was able to take me past a point where I was like, I'm really afraid of this right now. I haven't done confrontation with UCLA students in this way before. Um, and we went into a really, we, we work in a prison together we were able to go in and be such a team together. So it was just a really cool testimony this week. I got to see how, you know, now every time he sees me, he comes up and gives me this massive hug. And so it was just a really cool testimony of seeing how stepping through the fear of confrontation actually opened the door for him to communicate what he was feeling and to realize that he probably shouldn't say those things. So it was awesome. Come on. Okay, everybody just reach out their hand to me right now. Thank you. Say, in Jesus' name, this cough goes today. Thank you, Jesus. All right, come on. I need that. All right. <laughs> that was a really good testimony of exactly, like, the beauty of what, of what healthy confrontation can do. Um, I love that. I love, I love how she... How she how, I love how it ended, right? Not, not a, it doesn't always have to end that happy and wonderful. But the heart of it, this happened, it was like perfect, right? At the end, like now, now he hugs me every time we hang out, right? It's like connection. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit. So what we're, ta we're talking about conflict and confrontation. Those are ugly, scary words to most people. 
Okay, I remember having a conversation with my dad and I was, this is probably about three or four years ago and I'm like, I'm gonna go after my relationship with him and I'm gonna tell him what he's doing wrong and, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and, and I had this like Skype with him. I said, dad, we need to have a, a really healthy confrontation. <coughs> and about, I don't know, about 10 minutes into it, he goes, Jesse, you do realize that the word confrontation is a negative word. And in my mind, I'm going, no, it's not. This is going to be beautiful. Like, we're going to have reconciliation. And my dad's not a believer yet. But, but, and so, so he didn't quite have the same mentality that I had in going about this. And so I, I, it was this mind-blow thing of like, what do you mean confrontation is not like, it's, it's, it's nice, it's wonderful, it's connection. And so just, just it's good to know that this, it, if, if, if the world is afraid of conflict and confrontation, there's a good reason. Right? We call wars conflict. It's like the Iraqi conflict, right? It's like we have whole, whole like world um, like disputes and we call them conflicts and confrontations. It's like that can be scary. So when we're talking about this, a, a really great leader um, wants to describe this kind of thing and calls it brave communication. Okay? And, and, I, and I, I never realized until I started hearing this word in a negative sense why it's good to maybe rename the thing. Right? And so, so you know, I love the word, hey, we need to engage in some brave communication, right? Why do we call it brave communication? Because it takes some courage sometimes, doesn't it, right? So sometimes you got something that's like bothering you in between somebody, and it takes some courage. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, and we're going to use the word brave communication as much as we can. That'll help de-escalate that, um, that part of you that wants to get, I think it's the amygdala, the amygdala, Something like that that gets kind of spun up and you're like, ah, I'm in a conflict. All right. So when, when do we engage in this brave communication? What's the whole, what's the reason we would ever even want to do this thing, right? Why, why did Carmel, and I'll start with her, why did she want to even do this? Why did God say, I want you to talk to him in love? The heart behind any time we engage in brave communication is because we're after connection, the whole reason why you think you, uh, there's something going on, you might want to talk to that person, is because there's something between you two, right? There's something between her and this other guy, and he was doing some stuff, and it caused this like disconnect. She was hurt, wasn't she, right? She was feeling it. Sometimes when, 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 um, when I'm with my kids or with my wife or my family, like something happens, we start yelling or we start attacking each other, you know, and, and praise God it doesn't happen often, but these little things every now and then, right, they come up and it creates like this, this disconnection between us. And, you know, there's certain relationships that we're in, my wife, my kids, my friends, that I'm not actually willing to let disconnection hang out. Does that make sense? How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, you, you felt that disconnection between somebody else before, right? Maybe, maybe next time you see that person, you don't really want to talk to them, right? You're like, like oh, I don't really want to talk to so-and-so. What is that? It's disconnection, yeah. right? It's disconnection. This is, sometimes we get filled with shame when we do something wrong, and we don't really want to pray and talk to God, right? Because I'm just like, well, I don't really feel like I'm ready to come talk to you. You're so holy, and I'm not. And, and so there's this disconnection that causes um, our relationship to be um, broken, and so the, the only reason we go after brave communication and talking to somebody about something is to restore connection, okay? Everybody say restore connection. 
See, if we're doing brave communication, we're talking to somebody um, and letting them know kind of how they're affecting us or how we're affecting them, if we're doing that just, just to prove that we're right, or just to prove that we're the, um, we're the righteous one, or to, or to put somebody down and put them in their place, that's the wrong motive, right? The motive will always be to seek out love. That's why I love what God um, told Carmel, I want you to, I want you to um, confront them in love, because love will always seek connection. Love will believe all things, right? It will, it will believe the best about each, everybody else. So that's how we want to go about that. All right. Um, and Nicole, you want to go and start us on the next part? Yeah, I think this idea of disconnection can easily be overlooked. So I just, I want to share just a couple minutes here um, how to acknowledge disconnection in your heart. So anytime you're feeling that, that's disconnection. Just like Pastor Jesse said, anytime you, you've had an issue or something's happened and you walk past someone, you're like, oh, I really don't want to talk to them today, there's disconnection. And so my suggestion in that time would be to ask yourself, why am I feeling disconnected? It's really good to ask yourself questions before you enter the conversation. Get understanding from your heart. Because a lot of times our brain will go, you're fine, it's no big deal. You're going to make it a bigger deal if you have a conversation with them, so don't do it. Right? Anybody ever felt that way? And so you acknowledge, ah, heart. What are you feeling? Brain, shh. Heart. What are you feeling? Why am I sensing disconnection? What about that makes me feel disconnected? What, about, what words would I associate when I see that person? Would it be, I feel hurt? Would it be, I feel betrayed? Would it be, I feel let down? And then you start to have a conversation with the Father, God, why? Because a lot of times, you guys already know this, in relationship, we especially as you get closer, you start to see your stuff as you get closer with people. If you're married in the room, y'all know what I'm talking about. You start to realize like what irks me, what gets me and why. And so starting with questions is really, really healthy and a really good place to begin before you move into that, to that conversation. Cause they might say, well, what are you feeling? And you're like, well, I don't know. You've already had that conversation with God. Ah, I feel hurt. I don't really know why, but here's what I'm thinking. Or I'm feeling this way. I don't know why I'm feeling that way. I know that's not what you're trying to do, but this is why I feel that. Help me. And then you start to to walk in understanding with one another. So we're actually going to go ahead and do our first example. This is so fun, you guys. This morning, I'll tell you all a secret. Hope it's okay. I I walked. so, So my family lives with the Skinner family. Um, there's like 11 people in a house. <laughs> it's real fun. We call it the party casa, so come on over. Um, and Jesse's like, no, we don't. <laughs> we do when he's not around. So this morning, I walked downstairs, and most everyone was already up, and I, we got to make coffee, and I said, Jesse, why are you ignoring me? I can't believe you're ignoring me. Well, I was practicing. He wasn't ready. He didn't know I was practicing. But this is really good insight into how healthy your leader is. Because he goes, huh, you feel, you feel ignored. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally practicing. Like, I'm, no, not really, not real life. Anyways, it was awesome. It was really rad. He didn't get offended. He wasn't like, why are you, there were like other people in the kitchen. Why are you doing this in front of them? He's like, oh, 
Oh, why do you feel ignored? <laughs> You're awesome. Okay, so I'll let you set the stage. I will not cough. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, <coughs> most of the time I just ignore sickness. It's just not that important to me. But sometimes it, it, it actually gets in the way. Um, okay, so we're going to do a couple role-playing things. I hope it's a lot of fun. And, and I, sometimes it's better just to see it happen in front of you. I know when I do coaching and something like that with people, I will, I will actually do all the role-playing. And they'll be like, oh, I understand that much better now. So we're going to have some fun here. She's actually done acting. I have not. Although I had a couple headshots done. You're, you're good, Jesse. You did great this morning. <laughs> Headshots. <laughs> I should show. I had a little violin here. Never mind. All right. So, um, true story. He's playing the violin. Um, all right. So this first example, we're going we're gonna to talk, talk about an example where, like, maybe, this, I don't know if this happened to you, maybe, you know, you go to President's Church, and you're seeing God do incredible things in your life and the people around you, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, ever since we've been going here, it's been incredible. My life's totally different. I can't wait to tell someone. And so you tell your mom, your spouse, your friend, someone, your teacher, whatever, and they don't respond the way that you would hope they would respond. Yeah. Right? I don't, let's just laugh at that, right? Ha, ha, ha. So, so, we're, we're gonna, so she's going to be the mom. I'm going to be the, um, the, you know, the son that is getting really set alive at church, okay? As you should be when you go to church, any church. Okay. Are right, you guys ready? All right, um, and we might, I might stop us in between a couple moments on this one just to give us some context of what's happening. All right, so, uh, so okay, I'll just start. I'm not much of an actor, so help me out. I got this. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, Mom. Um, oh, my gosh. You're not going to believe. Church was amazing. Someone got healed. We literally took this whole knee race off. It was awesome. And then, like, five other people. It's awesome. And, like, my life is getting transformed. It's amazing. Oh, that's that's good, hun. Yes. Um, so and then and then worship was awesome. I felt like I was in this whole new place. I thought angels came and took my hands and they like held them up and and I just felt the love of Jesus so strong, mom. Yeah, we're gonna have chicken tonight for dinner. Yeah. So pause. So what's happening right now? Right, like. Yeah, this isn't the kindest response, but in my heart, I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but in my heart right now, I'm thinking, oh, like, my mom, like, she loves me. Like, she's not really, like, caring. I don't feel cared for. I don't, I don't feel connected, right? Can you understand how disconnection just kind of came in our relationship? Like, she may not feel the disconnection, or maybe she does, but I do, because this is a really important relationship to me. And, when, and I'm not feeling very, like, hurt. So... So this is the next step. All right. Hey. Hey, Mom. Mom, can I, can I talk to you for a second? You know what? Let me finish this last text. It's a business text. Just give me one second here. Okay. Uh, and send. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I just shared a lot of really amazing things going on in my life. And, and for some reason right now, I'm not feeling super listened to and valued. And I'm not feeling really, really loved right now. Oh, I'm sorry, hon. Oh, hold on one second. You know what? I'm so sorry. I've just, I've been overwhelmed with that business meeting that took place last week, and I've got to meet with a bunch of people, and so I'm trying to text them and set it up. I'm so sorry. Can you tell me again what you were trying to say? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for listening. Yeah. 
And so that's, that's, a, that's actually a pretty healthy way this could go down, right? She, she, her mom, your mom realizes what she's done, like isn't, isn't, isn't actually like encouraging you, isn't, isn't connecting with you, right? And so you can, you know, I, if I wanted to, if I was an over-communicator, which I am, um, I might say, hey, wow, thank you. Honestly, it just, it just, it really makes my heart feel really happy when, when you look at me and, and when I'm sharing something that I'm excited about. I guess, Mom, I just, I really want you to be involved in my life, and, and so I, I, that, that's what I would want. Cool. Can you just keep me updated when I'm doing that? Because it's a bad habit, and I really want to break it because I value you and love you, son. So just call me out. You have permission to just call me out because I want to hear what's going on in your life. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. So that was, that was a good way. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm not really paying, I don't feel like you're paying attention when I'm texting. Put it down. Let them know. Wow, thanks for sharing that with me. I want to connect with you. Um, by the way, uh, so that's, that's a good way of going through it. Um, Do you guys like that? Can you give Jesse a round of applause, please? <laughs> so, real quick, one thing I love, I love this definition of love, okay? I love this one. I'm going to show you what's important to me, and you're going to show me how much you love me by what you do with that. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, James 1.19, if you're taking notes, um, write this down. Um, I, I believe that this one verse right here um, are the rules to communication, if you will. Um, and, and you probably all know this, but it is be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Quick to hear, slow to speak slow to anger. You know, uh, Jesus never avoided um, communication, but his motive was always out of love. He didn't come into the conversation with the disciples angry. He came in with a motive to love. He came in with a motive of connection. And so I believe that there are three tips. I'm going to share them rather quickly. Three tips to brave communication, if you will. The first one is not taking offense. You know, um, I believe it's in Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety weighs down the human heart. Anxiety weighs down the human heart. So if and when something happens, if you immediately take offense to it, you've put up an offense wall and nothing can get through. And there's anxiety and there's stress and there's all this business. And if you've ever been under anxiety, if you've ever been stressed out, you may or may not have acted in a way you wouldn't had you been laying on the beach in Hawaii. Right? And so the first tip this morning of the three is that we don't take offense, that we seek to understand, that we try and figure out, like I mentioned earlier, why am I feeling disconnected? Why? What is this? So not taking offense into the conversation. Sometimes that does look like, hey, give me a moment. If it's like, if you're in the moment, hey, can you just give me a breather and walking away and coming back and finishing the conversation? Because you're going, oh, what is that thing? I gotta figure that out. Give me a breather. And then you go figure it out with the Lord. <laughs> and then you come back into the conversation. The second is to do it quickly. To have the conversation quickly. I was super convicted this week as I was thinking about today, and I'm going to read a little bit from Matthew. You can go ahead and turn there. Matthew 5, we'll start in 23. But I was really convicted about what Scripture says um, 
about doing it, uh, having this conversation quickly and, and what it looks like. Listen, you guys, we have a responsibility. If you're in here and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a responsibility on your life to be a light and to be in connection through community. God created Adam and it wasn't enough. He had to create someone else so that Adam would have connection and community. God takes community very seriously. And so it is our responsibility, I charge you with this responsibility as believers to have these conversations, to be bold, to have brave communication, especially when it involves those that are in your unit, in your family, in your church you know, grouping. We are all the church. But how awkward would it be if you had a disconnection with someone here and you came back next week? Now, that's not going to be fun, right? So I believe it is a responsibility. Um, we, uh, our leadership team went to a leadership advance up north and um, an and awesome person said, um, if someone comes to me and they are uh, sharing or processing about someone else, he goes, I give them seven days before I tell that person that they were talking about them. I want y'all to think about that for a second. When someone comes to him, like going to Jesse and I'm, and I'm processing, process, which by the way, I, oh man, there we go. <laughs> Chris is like, <laughs> when we process, you should be processing with the Father, not five people. Yeah? You shouldn't be processing everything with your leadership teams. You shouldn't be processing everything with your family. And I am a, Paris knows everything about everything. But there are some things you have to first process with the Father, and then you go and figure it out. Processing is a lie from the enemy that is gossip. So this person said, when someone comes to me, and they're processing about someone else or about a situation, I tell them, awesome, Rodney, I'm gonna give you seven days to go tell Sally how you feel. And if you don't, in seven days, I'll tell them. And this is a really rad, mature leader, you guys. And I thought, I told our team, I said, that's my takeaway, that's what I'm doing. So any of y'all come to me complaining, I'm gonna give y'all seven days, so just be forewarned. The process with the Father first. Process with the Father first. So Matthew 5, 23, right here, says this. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. I got fired up when I read that. I've read that verse a thousand times. For whatever reason, the Lord uh, put a little bit more light on it, I believe, for this morning. But there is an implication in Scripture, in Matthew 5, 23, there's an implication that says, before you worship me, go get reconciled. 
I want y'all to think about that for a second, okay? Before you come to church on Sunday morning and you sit in a worship service, before you do your quiet time on Tuesday morning, before you turn on your worship music in your car and go to work, first, be reconciled. It doesn't really say that, does it? It really says that. I didn't write it. It's in your Bibles. 523. But, but here, here's, the, here's the really big like, oh, wow, Father, that I uh, just got fired up about. It says, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift, leave your gift at the altar and go reconcile. It does not say if you have something against someone else. It does not say if there's a situation that's, that's unreconciled. It does not say the argument that you had last night with your spouse, go get wrecked. It says if you remember that someone, your brother or your sister, has something against you. If you remember that someone said last week that John was talking bad about you. If you remember, leave your offering and go get reconciled. You guys, that just like, if you remember, if someone came to you and they said, hey, hey, Nicole, I heard um, little Sally. Sally's always my example. I don't know why. I think I had an invisible friend named Sally or something when I was younger, but it's the Holy Spirit probably. You know, if Sally, they come to me and they say, hey, I heard Sally was saying blah, 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 blah. If before you worship the Father, you remember Not if you knew about it. Not if they came to you. If you remember that someone has something against you. You guys getting this? If you go before the altar to worship the Father and you remember that someone said something about you. And here's what your mind will do. Here's what my mind would do. Oh, but John told me about that. Sally doesn't know that I know, so I don't want to create a bigger problem. If she's, she's powerful, she can come talk to me. It says in the Bible that if you have an issue, to go to them. And if they don't answer, then you take a second person, and then you take it before the church. So I probably shouldn't go to them, because if I go to them, then it's just going to create a big old mess, and I'm not even supposed to know. And then i got to tell Sally that John told me that Sally said that, and then that's even more awkward. So you know what, Father? I'm just going to worship you right now. I'm just going to pray, God, that you just empower Sally to come talk to me. Because you're her God too. Yeah. That's what we do. Because guess who does not want you to have community and connection? Is it Jesus? No. Is it the enemy? Me. I don't even give him yeses. I just give him bleh. If you remember, I'm sorry if I am pounding this. I just want us to get this this morning because I think this is profound for the body of Christ. I think there are people filling seats in churches and they have such a hard heart towards the pastor of the last church that they were at that they can't even worship the Father fully because they've got so much ish left over there. If we remember that someone has said something, if we remember, we are to go to them. It's in scripture. Yeah, Jesus. So not, not, don't get offended. Do it quickly. Uh, how quick? Someone said, well, Nicole, how quick do I have to talk to them? I don't know. Ephesians 4.26 says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Wow. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 
that looks like 24 hours to me, less than actually. I, I know this is, I can feel it in the room, I know this is like a, uh, but what would it look like, you guys? What would it look like if the body of believers were okay with messes and were okay with I'm sorry's? What if we were okay with it so much though that the world, that we were such a light to the world that we looked differently? <laughs> that we looked differently. What if you had to go to the same person and say, I'm so sorry you feel that way about me, I love you. I'm so sorry you have that feeling, I love you. What would be the worst case scenario that would come from that? Oh, they really love me. What would gossip then look like? Oh, they just keep coming to me and telling me they, they love me, but they're a hot mess and they did this. And they, Anybody that hears, oh, they came to you four times? They have nothing bad to say about you. Literally. The third little tip. Oh, that was a good one. The third tip is to do it face-to-face, -face, not Facebook-to-Facebook. I don't know about y'all, but I'm way more passionate in person than I am you reading a sentence from me on Facebook or in text message or email. I'm a lot more clear, yes. You can't read tone. You can't read like, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I, I did that. You can't read that. I know it's easier, I know it's faster, I'm urgent. I like things to be done quickly. I'd rather just send an email, let you know I love you, and be gone. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Face to face is powerful. It is powerful. So th those are my, my three tips to what it looks like for communication. I want to read, we have one last example, but I want to read two pieces of scripture to you. I hope it's okay. We just got a bunch of scripture. We just want to make sure that we give you guys good basis, that we're not just making this stuff up. We really believe that Jesus has stuff to say about it. Proverbs 19, 11 says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. It is to his glory to overlook, not get over, to overlook. You overlook it. Ecclesiastes 7 says, do not be quick to take offense, for offenses lodge in that of fools. Do not be quick to take offense, for fools house offense. So we don't take offense. We give them the benefit of the doubt. If you don't know them, remember that they're a son or daughter of Christ. They're a royalty. They're, they, they are um, uh, the father's kid. We do it quickly. How quick? Don't let the sun go down. And we do it face to face. And I know it's much harder. Y'all, there's FaceTime if your people aren't around. You FaceTime them. So let's go ahead and, and jump into the next example. Y'all okay? I love you. Y'all are amazing. And, and obviously, we're not going to cover all the bases. This, this is a big topic. This is, a, this is something that you're just going to be practicing. Okay? You're going to be practicing this. So don't. Don't expect you have to be really good at this. You have to be perfect at it. You know, you, I, you can feel the tension in the room going like, this is really scary. And now the Bible is telling me that I have to do it. Now I can't, you know, I can't let the sun go down. It's like, just, just start. Just put one foot in front of the next. Um, start by doing small things. Don't, don't start big if, you don't, if you're afraid of the stuff. But just start doing it, right? There's, there's not an expectation of perfection. 
but there's an expectation of growth, of progress. So, but if we don't do this, then nobody actually thinks that this is a value in this community. And God is so excited about unity that he actually creates this whole thing of, uh, what Chris was talking about, the branch doesn't bear fruit apart from the tree. Right? Well, what's disconnection happening? Disconnection is, is cutting things off. You know, it's like, you know, the, the hand and the foot. God talks about, I'm the head over the body. And there's the hand and the foot and the leg and the arm. What if we were missing arms and legs because of disconnection in relationships? So this is a big deal, guys. You know, Ephesians talks all about unity and the unity of the Spirit. And that we need to be one just as they are one. Listen, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are not disconnected. Right? I don't know that they need to confront each other, but... They're definitely not disconnected. So there's a model here of that connection is what actually creates life. So, okay. That's good. All right, so um, this next example, um, you're going you're to talk about this one. Go for it. So this is like a work. We try to do like a family and a work example. Yeah, we're trying to do something at work and school and stuff. So, Matt, yeah. so um, I'm Jesse. She's Nicole, Revelation. And, um, and, and we're at work and... There's a, there's a project that we just both did, and, and someone got more accolades than the other person. Someone got more, um, looked better than the other one. All right. <clears throat> okay, I'm walking into the uh, break room. <clears throat> hey, Jesse. Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of feeling like, like you've been ignoring me. I don't know why, and I don't like it. It's like this icky feeling, and, and I don't want to be ignored, and I want to stay connected, but I feel like ever since last Tuesday's meeting, you just, like, you're avoiding me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not avoiding you. We're really good. We're really good. In fact, i got to run real quick, actually. But oh, could, could I just have two minutes? Could I just have two minutes of your time? I, I, I'm just feeling like even that right there, like, I, I'm not feeling like... You're my like best coworker. Like I, I like working on things with you, and I feel like with the project and after that meeting, you just got like really awkward. And maybe I just got awkward. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Help me understand like what's going on. I just it feels weird. Does it feel weird to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you're right, Nicole. There is something going on. You know, I hate doing this. It's okay. It's okay. You're doing good. You know, I, really, your your project just every like your project, and and nobody said that my project was really good, and that hurt. And so I I, I guess it just I just been really hurt, and I felt like wanting to be around you. Totally, I totally get that. I actually really liked your project. It inspired me in a lot of ways. To be honest, I don't really know how mine got chosen. Uh, but this is the first time it's getting chosen, so I was super excited. But I really loved your project, and I, I don't want that to come between us because that's just a silly old project. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. And I'm, I'm really sorry. I let this silly thing come between us. And actually, I want to, I, we are good friends. And I don't want this to be a weird thing where I can't be around you. Oh, so good. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Appreciate you, pal. That was great. That was really great, what you did. Oh, thanks. I'm trying. I'm stepping out. (laughs) So, here's the, as 
that ever happened to you guys? Have you ever felt like, like, uh, like you've, there's someone between somebody, you and somebody, and you didn't know what it was, yeah. but you weren't really sure it was big enough to confront and talk to the person about it? Like, I, I, used, I used to work full-time, and that, that happens multiple times. And sometimes, you know, the, the best thing you can do, and this is a really specific example, but I hope it, it kind of covers areas, but is you just come up to the person and say, hey, is this something between us? Like, actually, all this was some of my best friends. I'll be like, hey, bud, so I feel like, like, like our text message is really short, and they're not usually like that. Is there something going on between us? If I did something wrong, did I mess something up? And, and come with a place of humility, right? And then with the heart, what she did was, I just want to understand. It's coming with a heart to understand what might be going on and not assuming, right? Love believes all things. So I'm going to first believe that you're an amazing lover. And that you're a good friend of mine. And that the something's between us that the enemy wants us to ignore. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is just call it out. You're like, there's something right here that's disconnecting our friendship. Can we talk about that? And even just that, you may not know how to go about like killing this thing. But even just like calling it out, it's been like, hey, there's something right here. And if this is a friendship that, that's supposed to last and stay together... The other person will be like, yeah, let's do that. Does that make sense? Now, I'm going to pause here. Listen, sometimes the other person doesn't want connection. Right? Like, there's sometimes, like, like the person, that, like, the barista at Starbucks, like, they kind of stop, like, what do you want? I'm like, wow, that, that, that makes me feel really disconnected right now. Like, that, <laughs> like well, I thought you'd say, like, oh, how can I help you? But what do you want? I'm like, oh, I... Hey, when you said, what do you want? It really hurt. Like, I, I feel scared right now to order a frappuccino from you. And I might have to go down the road now. Like, sometimes they don't want connection from you, right? They're just having a bad day. Maybe, maybe it's what you're wearing is offensive to them. And they don't want connection. And so for you to try to like, hey, hey, Susan, is it Susan? What's going on right now? There's something between us. There's anxiety. Or something. <laughs> I get that. Reagan's <laughs> getting the message. I love it. And so, you know, this isn't about going after every little piece in your life. And sometimes God says, hey, you know what? I'm working on that. And so I also don't want to create a culture where you have to go around and confront every single person in your life. Okay? Because that's, that's hard. That can actually create messes that God's not trying to clean up right now. So sometimes people need to sit in their own, in, in, in a place, and God's speaking to them. He's teaching them. He's growing them. And that, and, and, and when you hear from the Lord, no, just let them, let them sit for a little bit. Let them, I'm talking with them. And then just see how fast that person might come in and say, hey, I want to really apologize. I think our son says, said something, I've done something. So I want to create room for that also. That it's not always about I'm powerful, I'm going to go create connection. But when you go to the Lord and he says, yeah, you're running from this. Go talk to your spouse. Go talk to your friend. You need to be obedient with that and move in courage. Because, because I want you to know, like, like, they don't think we're connected, disconnected. I'm sure they're fine. Listen, you're a spiritual being. And if you haven't figured this out yet, when you, when you feel disconnected from somebody, they feel it too. Don't, don't be deceived that just because there's not a fight that's happening, that there's not disconnection. So just, I want to encourage you guys, 
Good. Uh, my, my son, who's 16 months old, uh, started saying his second word. It wasn't mama. I'm not offended. Um, it was light. And this morning, he woke up. It sounds more like ite, ite. Uh, this morning, he woke up. He just kept saying ite, ite. He's pointing to the light fixture, ite, ite. And um, I didn't want to get up that early, but I was like, wow, God, I love that he's the, he, he's the light and he's called us lights of the world. And I felt like this morning um, through my son, so funny how God speaks to us through our children, through my son, he was saying, I'm going to reveal some things because where light is, darkness can't be. So, so this morning, um, you're not gonna, I, don't, I want you to raise your hand or anything, but I just want to pre, uh, pray and declare some things over us as a body, as a family, as a community, as a brother and sister, uh, that we would walk in the light and that we would be reconciled to those that, um, yeah, that we need to be reconciled to. So Father, I just thank you. God, that you love connection and community. Father, thank you for not creating the world with just one of us. I don't know that that'd be a ton of fun. So God, thank you for creating community. God, thank you that we're not disconnected from you, Father. Father, right now, just pray that you would actually give my brothers and sisters here names of people whom they should be reconciled to. names of people right now, Father, that they would remember a name, that they would have a picture of whom you are calling them to be reconciled. And God, I also pray uh, for supernatural reconciliation to happen this week, that phone calls would just um, happen, uh, Father, that people would, would call and say, hey, can we meet? I pray that over this body, that, that those of you sitting in here who, who are not yet reconciled to someone, that, that God will put it on their hearts to even contact you, just a supernatural reconciliation. Father, I pray for boldness. I pray for brave communication. I pray that these people right here, Father, would just be the fire starters of what it looks like to walk in light and in brave communication. Father, that we would look differently. Yeah, God, that we would forgive as you have forgave. So, Papa, I just thank you for all of them. Lord, I thank you that you're a good dad. I just bless them in Jesus' name. This may have been a new message to you. If you're in here and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus, today's the day. He's not disconnected from you. He wants to be connected. He wants your heart to be connected to him. So I'm gonna have our prayer team come on up. But the Lord Jesus was died so that you could be reconciled with him. He forgave all of your sins at the cross. He, he ended it at the cross. You no longer have to bear. You no longer have to carry. You no longer have to wait. It has been done. So if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, today is the day. Today is the day. Yeah, so I'm gonna have our prayer team up. And if you need prayer for anything, you can ask the person next to you or you can come on up for prayer. And if you've accepted the Lord this morning, we obviously want to meet you, connect you with people. We just love you. All right, you guys have a great Sunday. Be blessed. Discipleship class is going to start in 10 minutes. All right, love y'all. 
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.